Life is made of experiences, conversations, and stories. You're not going to find these by laying back and letting Netflix, Hulu, and Disney program your reality. You got to get out there and experience life for yourself. You got to seek those experiences, join those conversations, and listen to those stories that tell a vision and Black Mirror devices don't want you to seek. Welcome to False Reality Check, a podcast where the only role is you must be your real, authentic self. I'm Buffalo. And I'm Legs. Join our conversations as we learn about and break down the lies we've been sold. Laugh, cry, and think with us and our friends as we discuss how we can liberate ourselves from this false reality, one conversation at a time. Hey. Hey, friends. Whoa. <laughs> Good to see you. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. my gosh. We got. <gasps> Chance. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> nice to Little... meet you guys. Hello. <laughs> Cheers. Here for a couple seconds before going to work. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to jump on and say hi. So hi. <laughs> for sure. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> cheers is it is it bad luck to cheers with water no you just gotta actually take a drink i almost didn't <laughs> you mark like had water all day <laughs> welcome everyone um we just wanted to get on here to hang out yeah. and uh shoot the shit really no agenda um i don't know where where do you guys want to start i mean i just went out and grounded <laughs> so did you cold. yeah i did some laps i just finished up a little mini qigong session doing what nice. i can to uh, get myself all right after a client session not that the clients throw me off but with energy healing work most important thing is to clear everything in your field after you work with somebody because you pick up you know when you're going in and doing that type of psychic surgery metaphorically you're picking up all the stuff off of them that they're wanting to change. You're you're wading through a, a pond that has a lot of scum in it. Not that they're scummy, but you know what I mean? You're like cleaning out their shower. <laughs> you got to make sure and get all that stuff off you. You got to scrub in between the cracks and everything too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big time. Um, I, I just figured we're going to hang out and have fun. I've got some time yeah. this afternoon. Seemed like a a good idea to me. Thanks yeah. For the invite. Um, Co Coco the monkey. Uh, how do you, how do you cleanse yourself on a daily basis? Besides showering. Uh, <laughs> besides showering. Um, well, it's always raining, so here, so I don't need to shower really. Um, but really, I, I wake up every morning. I meditate. I do what I can to, uh, you know, get my energy going early in the morning before I have coffee. Um, I haven't had coffee in like weeks, so. Most I do is just tea, tea, meditation. Um, and yeah, just really, I try to sleep as much as I can because my work schedule is hectic. But um, but yeah, I just, 
you know, try to get as much energy as I can before uh, starting my day off right. So, yeah. Besides, I got this chaga you know, drink right here. It looks like coffee, but it's chaga mushroom powdered in hot yeah, water. Yeah, I've, I've had chaga powerful. before. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I know this uh, brand. I think it's a Buddha tea. I don't know if you've heard of them. I don't know how legit they are with their uh, ingredients, but the last time I had it, it was like with some CBD product and it was, uh, I think it was chaga also was inside and um, it was, I loved it. You know, I can't find it again, which is weird. The last time I had it was, um, I think it was like a couple months ago, but yeah, that's, that's the only thing I could really like wake me up now is tea and caffeine does, or coffee in general does nothing for me anymore. I feel so it's it's uh, weird. <laughs> why is that? You just, got, that works. you just got used to the the caffeine. Your adrenals, <laughs> or that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. And I'm I'm known like I'm known. I I hate coffee. Like I growing up, I hated coffee. So having it now, it's so weird to me. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, I used so, to always like get upset yeah. with my mom for her Folgers coffee breath. I called it dragon breath. I was like, Ouch. no, mom, I don't want to hug or kiss. Your breath is like the worst, horrible thing but that was because it was shitty coffee i just didn't know yeah. <laughs> good coffee man once i hit the college years it was when i got into cannabis in my early 20s then that's when sorry my connection here's my a life. little choppy so it's it's i'm sorry if i can't hear you <laughs> properly <laughs> it's all good do you guys remember being in a classroom early in the morning and the teacher coming up to you with their dragon breath of death yes I've had a few teachers in the past that have had like really bad coffee breath, but that just, that came to my mind when you were talking about dragon breath chance. It's like, it's like <laughs> dead people. breath. Yeah, man, that's always I, something that I, freaks I, me out when I'm around like older people at the office I used to work at, you know, you go into someone's room and start talking to them. They're probably like 60 or something and the smell coming off of them. I'm just like, I think you have cancer. It's not even funny. Like, how do you not notice this uh, taste or whatever that's following you around? That is true. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever you put in your body. I'm sure it it gets out, excrete you excrete it somehow through your pores. And if you're eating shit, you're gonna smell like shit. I know that for sure because that's happened to me before. <laughs> you eat like shit. You smell like shit. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I guess if you're eating like hot pockets all day, you know, it can't be good for you. Changing the way you eat is step one. I feel like that is so clutch. When I got into eating just organic food as much as humanly possible, and now that's like the default, Every that baseline and foundation builds everything else up too. It raises you up on every level. It's not a joke. I mean, <laughs> the frankenfoods that pass for sustenance in the world right now are not doing people any favors. No, you're right. They're not. And I, oh my gosh. So I know everyone's been getting sick with something these past few weeks. Yeah. Chance, you just recovered. I think they and flipped a switch, dude. I don't think it's a, I'm really not sold on germ theory. I can't say I know, but I'm doing more looking into it. I think there's definitely something more on the electromagnetic spectrum going on. And that could explain why. Also, and that could explain why a lot, like you can see somebody and get the same thing off of them because you can catch energy, you can catch a vibe off of somebody. Like 
think of how whenever somebody comes into the room and they are really exciting to be around and everyone's all like, yeah, yeah. And it changes the whole feel for everybody in the room yeah, or sure. vice versa. A party pooper shows up, a Debbie Downer, <laughs> an energy vampire, and everybody's kind of in a lowered state after that. I think that illness can spread that way, as crazy as it sounds. That sounds pretty much the same as like a physical bug or something, but it's something to do with our electrical fields. There's a definitely a transmission that can occur. I need to do a lot more research about it. I've been uh, checking out Dr. Bear Lando, Alpha Vedic podcast. They seem like the best resource for health things going right now. I'm going to have to check that out too. Yeah, I know I ate like crap the um, like leading up to Christmas and a few days after Christmas. And then for New Year's, we ate like crap too. And it took me out. I, I got taken out for a day. I had this like massive headache. Holly Days, D-A-Z-E. Yeah. yeah. I had a massive headache, just hangover. My body was really pissed off, but I don't. I haven't gotten whatever is going on. After Christmas, like the day after Christmas, all of a sudden it just hit me. Like it felt as if a team of ninjas got shrunk down and put into my body and they just beat the shit out of all my organs. Oh, fuck. It was horrible. I got better in a couple of days, but the lit, like... It took three minutes just for me to say in a video on a on the Weaving Spiders Telegram channel earlier today all the different supplements and th like healthy things I'm putting into my body. So <laughs> it's quite a list. It'd be hard to even recite from memory. But I think the key is definitely vitamin C. That's the number one. Lots of vitamin C all the time. Uh, at least once a day, take a good dose of like absorbic acid and. That's like the powdered form, right? I get it from Clive DeCarl. But if you've got some sort of cooties, your body can definitely use like regular dosages of vitamin C all throughout the day. Like once an hour, drink a glass of water with it in there. That would make a huge difference. Also, elderberry. I have the benefit of some close friends that actually have an elderberry farm near here. It grows really well in Missouri. So I've been doing a lot of that always. Uh, usually just take that when I'm uh, actually starting to get sniffly, but it's smart to do. It, it takes like literally like a thimbleful a day is all you need of the elderberry juice or syrup to get the maximum possible benefit to of antioxidants and immune support. I don't want to say immune system because even that word is like time to get phased out <laughs> that entire idea. Uh, there is no machinery in your body called the immune system it's just a catch-all term for your body's ability to heal itself i guess or to resist i don't know health is like the biggest mystery man <laughs> it all seems like it all seems like an emotional vibe thing before anything else yeah for sure and i should also say just for everybody's sake we're not doctors and if you want to listen to a doctor that's cool uh, but we're not doctors elderberry syrup is the shit thank god we're not doctors those guys <laughs> i don't trust them at all i know i don't even want to go to a doctor at all um yeah we have elderberry that grows like wild around here so when the springtime comes and the berries are full i told her we should take some baskets out and just go harvest some fresh elderberry make our own syrup right from this land i feel like it'll it'll help there's like a connection oh yeah heck yeah 
It's called elderberry for a reason. Mm. You live to an old age, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good point. Yeah, That's we're going to harvest a bunch of it. And then you recently got some um, grapeseed oil. Grapefruit seed extract. Have you heard of that? Mm, I've heard of it. So I guess grapefruit the, seed. Yeah, grapefruit seed. They use the rinds and the peels and the seeds to extract it down and then make their own like extract that you only need like maybe 10 drops in some juice or water, drink it. And that's supposed to kind of run through your system and do its little antioxidant thing. I guess um, it's been really popular lately as of late. A lot of people are getting on that make your own hydroxychloroquine train where you you basically just use the rinds and the peels of grapefruit and you boil it down with some like turmeric and other stuff and it makes um i guess homemade hydroxychloroquine that you can just drink um i'm not really sure if that's even something that people should be doing i just know that um like grapefruits whenever i eat them sounds better than better. going to a corporation and asking them for some chemical processed garbage exactly yeah and i always feel better with like having grapefruits and whenever we got grapefruits in our farm box whenever when we were back in california and we get fruit and vegetables from the farm those are the best grapefruits mm -hmm. and we we would just juice them up and just drink the juice i didn't even think about using the peels but we did use the peels in the compost that's why our compost was so fertile <laughs> that's true uh, spoonful of honey too that does quite a thing Oh, yeah. Spoonful of honey before bed is the best time. Why is that? Well, that's actually where the phrase sweet dreams comes from. Oh. If you oh. take a spoonful of honey, you want like raw, unfiltered honey is the best. But yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> take take a spoonful of that before you go to sleep and it enhances your dreams. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah, yeah. I we, we took it. Um. And it we'll curbs it. like the uh, sleepy, like bedtime appetite. If you're the type of person that will wake up in the middle of the night and go attack the fridge at like 1 a.m. <laughs> because it's, I guess, got the sugar and caloric amount condensed into a small spoonful that seems to like help curb appetite too, in my experience. So I have like a theory about it though, because it's golden. It's like sunlight condensed into, you know, honey, right? So that is uh, possibly the reason why you're getting an enhanced dream experience in terms of being more lucid in your dream and having better recall. It's because you're taking in something that represents light. You know, you're like boosting your inner light. And so you see better uh, in the inner world while you're there. That's kind of my thoughts on it on a meta level. That's crazy. I freaking love that. Oh my God. That, that goes along exactly with what Gabriel was talking about on on your last episode mm. with the monoatomic gold and mana. I mean, honey oh, is yeah. like that's so cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And take a spoonful of honey before you're going to have a important conversation and uh, your words will come out sweet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> an, old, an old wives tale thing that my mom asked Take me. a spoonful of honey every 30 minutes. <laughs> Just always. When you watch like a like a really shitty YouTube video and it like triggers you and you get pissed off, just uh, just full of honey before you write that comment down that you want to put <laughs> <laughs> might screw you over in the end. Yeah, real honey. We have that up here and 
I, you first look at it and it, you're so used to what you see in the store. It's just this like pasteurized liquidy corn syrup, corn syrup looking thing. And then oh, you yeah, get in the plastic oh, bear. Yeah. And you if, get actual if it comes real in honey. A bear, then you probably don't want it. No, <laughs> you get real honey and it almost looks like wax. It is. Yeah. It's like, like wax. It, I know it's like, it's like beeswax. Yeah. Almost, but it's, yeah, it it's not all so runny good. and it's more solid. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And, um, and now that it's cold right here, it's like frozen solid. So. Yeah. I can't go back to store bought honey. I'm like unpasteurized honey is the best. It really is. And you can taste just the, the flowers that that bee went to or the bees went to. And it's local here. The honey we got is local honey. So we're getting a little taste of this land and it's beautiful. Yeah. This land. This land really has so much going on. And something I want to learn about is harvesting wild mushrooms. When the when the snow melts, it tends they tend to come out. And last time we came up here in the summer, it seemed like we saw some wild mushrooms like turkey tail and things growing on trees. But if that's something that like really interests people, I think harvesting your food in the wild would be good too. Would you ever have you done that chance where you've just like gone out and like harvested wild mushrooms eat them or even like hunted something i have had wild harvested mushrooms before the best is in my opinion chicken of the woods if you can find that it's really good but i'm not well trained on you know foraging <laughs> that'd be a cool thing to learn there's infinite things to learn but not infinite time in a day yeah uh funny that you brought up mushrooms though because i was just thinking since we were discussing honey, one of our mutual friends who I won't name because of what it is, just recently sent me a jar of honey blended with Cubenzi's psilocybin mushrooms. Ooh. And yeah, so it's like a, a jar of honey with like half an ounce of mushrooms blended into it. So you take like a dot, <laughs> like the back of a pencil, <laughs> you know, just barely any to get. I haven't tried it yet. I'm a little scared because of how strong it's supposed to be. But maybe I should have taken a little dabble before this conversation, get myself silly and <laughs> have some fun. It'll be like, I'll literally have it for life because honey doesn't go bad. Exactly. And so I'll be able to just at any time I want to get into the, the, the mushroom headspace. It's there for me now. Thank you so much, friend, <laughs> friend who sent it to me. I'll have to tell you off air who it was. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We um something that, that I looked into uh when we were tripping back in the day a lot. And um, so when we prepare our batch to consume, honey is involved, but we make a tea and we actually extract it with an acid. So we use lemon. And then we basically extract everything we can from there and make like a honey lemon kind of tea with ginger kind of brings it all around and um yeah it's uh it tastes great and it's uh very effective yeah it hits you pretty quick when you have it as a tea so i what wonder I've been, I've been doing lately just hot water with a lemon squeezed into it and honey mixed in just lemon honey i guess you would call that a tea sort of yeah that is a tea but ginger's clutch whenever i had the attack of the ninjas against my organs <laughs> The thing that really helped with the feeling of discomfort from all that inflammation was ginger, turmeric, oregano oil blended in with cayenne pepper. 
and you oh, just wow. like do a shot glass amount of it and i'd be set for like at least six hours my pain issues got better i did a lot of that whoa yeah turmeric's amazing for inflammation or and oregano oil too when i i was recovering from i had like a some kind of like weird infection in my intestines i had to go to the hospital this is this is a while ago but one of the things that helped with the recovery is oregano oil i took like supplements of oregano oil because that's like an anti-parasitic it just cleans you out completely so that's pretty interesting that like you use that to battle your ninjas <laughs> <laughs> yeah it worked it was one of a million things that i was doing but that one for sure i could tell when i did what i needed more of it because the ninjas would get angry they go on another rampage is your is your dad doing better oh man that's such a crazy story uh yes but he ended up having to go to the hospital oh no yeah i mean i would say nobody has to go to the hospital generally but he sort of let himself go too far he uh wasn't drinking enough water wasn't eating food because he just felt bad and he, he like felt ill and he was tired so all he would do for several days like my mom had the same thing going on and she was better uh already by the time that he was deteriorating a lot and uh all he wanted to drink was chocolate milk and i'm sure it was not organic chocolate milk or anything <laughs> so that was making him sick to his stomach and he didn't want to eat anything else so it was kind of a vicious cycle he made himself more nauseous with t drinking the wrong thing which is chocolate milk and not getting any vitamin c or any nutrients at all for several days and so the situation got worse and he uh they took him to the emergency room my mom did i guess and of course the hospitals won't let people even visit you right now uh the worst part about it was to even get into a room he had to spend like five hours in the waiting room of the er just by himself and they wouldn't even give him like a drink of water my mom had to beg somebody on the phone for like 30 minutes to get them to give him even some kind of a drink of water what crazy so they but the reason they took him to the hospital was because his oxygen levels got low basically all the like phlegm and mucus was filling up his lungs and they call that pneumonia but they call everything pneumonia at the hospital anyway after they put him on some oxygen and I think gave him an IV for hydration because he's getting so hydrated or dehydrated that seemed to help and he's hopefully coming home tomorrow but it sucks to have a parent in the hospital and you're not even allowed the you know security will bounce you from the premises if you try to go in yeah I went through Crazy. that same I went through something similar um oh my gosh was it a year ago yeah. With my my mom, she had, long story short, it turned out to be a UTI that just got out of control. But Yikes. just the whole experience in the waiting room, and we couldn't go back to see her in her room when they finally put her in there. She had to stay there alone, and it, it sucked. And I know I remember being in the waiting room with no mask, just sitting there, and the couple of nurses came up and harassed me and were like, here take one of our masks, you know, you're, you're going to get sick. And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, I'm good. I don't need yeah. it. What I think is crazy <laughs> is that so much of what is actually helpful that the hospital can do for you 
we ought to just know how to do for ourselves. You know, it's not that complicated a technology to exactly. get a to get a tank of oxygen and put a an oxygen breathing mask over someone's face or let you know that should be you should be able to get that at Walmart or something. <laughs> you know, that should not be that hard to acquire. Should need to go to the hospital for that. Uh and the same with IVs, seems like that would be a skill that could be taught to you in public education if public education was actually worth a damn or something. I mean, why do we need to go to these gatekeepers for the basics? And then while you're there, they make all these kinds of crazy offers like, hey, we'll just load you up with antibiotics and shit like that. When all that's really needed is the basics, oxygen and hydration is needing stabilized and then maybe the body will start to do what it needs to do on its own. But they don't even offer like, you have to ask them for vitamin C, <laughs> you know, at the hospital, you have to, you have to request that special. It's not an automatic given that you would be provided with vitamin C while you're there. And, you know, the hospital food is basically the same as cafeteria food, basically the same as prison food. It's all supplied by the same supply suppliers and supply chain. It's amazing what humanity has put up with on that front, just in a, in order to give up their personal responsibility for their health and feel safe and protected that that can be taken care of by somebody else. Uh, we've given up so much for that false sense of security. No, it's true. For sure. Yeah. You didn't even tell them the best part. The reason why she <laughs> let her eat UTI go so long was because of the health system itself. Every time she went in, she was complaining of fever and pain and they kept trying to test her for covid and she even got tested further in the hospital seven tests later they realized it's not covid it's something else and it wasn't until we took her to the emergency room that they realized it was a uti that they caused by the way and that was kaiser permanente so thank you kaiser <laughs> for being a terrible healthcare provider yeah it was a disaster all these tests that came out negative and they kept saying, go get tested, go get tested. A doctor wouldn't even lay hands on her just to feel her and see how she's doing. No, it he, was, he hid behind glass. Yeah, he was just behind glass and like, go, go get tested. It was, it was insane, but she's complete 180. She's doing better. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a trip how we've put so much trust into this system and it, it really isn't there to take care of us at all. I mean... Major surgery and stuff, I can understand. But maybe, if we had the maybe. tools, I don't, even in public school, if we were taught how to take care of ourselves and properly and what's good to eat, we wouldn't have to depend on this bogus health system, you know? Yeah. I think it's a big sacrifice ritual. I'm crazy as that sounds. I think that, oh man, I have like extreme maybe views about it. I realized that the people that work there in those places have no idea that what I'm going to describe could be going on. However, I think that it's like a factory for recruiting lost souls into demonic contracts in the sense that when somebody comes out of their body in the hospital, you know, as, as in they're dying or they die, I honestly think that there's uh, beings just ready in the wings non-physical entities that will then recruit you to do their bidding for the uh, exchange and illusion of 
security or safety because people die. They're in a lot of fear. They have a lot of human beings don't have uh, any kind of spiritual connection that's authentic. Then like, okay, so where I'm coming from with this is I've done a lot of looking into the idea of uh, demonic attachment, demonic possession, and hypnotherapists that have done work trying to communicate with people's attachments or somehow see, you know, get a, a lens behind the veil as to what's going on there. And this is not coming from any one source, but kind of condensing a lot of my research into these topics into one overarching idea. But what seems to be happening is that there is a hierarchy. Holy shit, it's Mitch. Okay, oh. Mitch will know, know what's up. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a button that said uh, that you had to add me. Sorry. I didn't mean to just. Oh, he was just quick I on just the draw. Added you. you right really quick. <laughs> so, sorry about that chance. Please go on. Okay. So starting like back at the top a little bit, Mitch, I'm talking about what I think goes on in hospitals. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I, and I, I've been, I've been following. I've been following. Yeah. Oh, okay, so, cool. So yeah, don't I think that, on my part. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, as above, so below, the physical reflects the spiritual and that there's a hierarchy of of uh, sorcerer style disembodied entities, maybe even human beings that just exist on the wave side of the wave particle duality now. And they recruit people after they die. They basically give you this choice like they or, you know, this black robe figure shows up and is like, hey, if you go into the light, then you're going to cease to exist or you're going to be punished for your sins or whatever thing they can say that will play on that, prey on the fears of the person who's just confused and left their body. And the offer is made that if you work for us or our master, which is like the uh, Satan demiurge concept or whatever, but maybe not sold that way to the, to the confused being, then you'll be saved from death or we'll, Put you back in your body or you'll get a new body or you won't be you know dissolved into nothingness whatever the case may be i think it's probably the offers made differently to different people but this is what hospitals are there for in my opinion on the spiritual level is to be like a one-stop shop for the creation of lost souls or earthbound spirits who then get assigned to go and uh jump in other people's bodies and do the whole loose harvesting thing or convince them to, you know, of, of negative perspectives or even make them suicidal. And it's a, a demonic hierarchy where even I think on, on a one level in the, in the astral dimension, they've even got, I, I've heard of this anyway, from people that do astral traveling, remote viewing, or have uh, spoken with entities that are attached to people through hypnosis that they've got that these beings have actually got like call centers, <laughs> if you will. Like there's literally tr training grounds, like buildings, astral world buildings where the uh, freshly deceased human souls are trained on how to go and like cause problems and uh, negative emotions in other human beings to continue perpetuating this whole. It's basically like demon corp. It's like you have a corporate. It's like after you die and you you get out of your corporate slavery here on this realm, there's just another level of corporate slavery offered to you on the spiritual plane. And beings that are susceptible to fear and manipulation will take that offer 
And it's sounds kind of doom and gloom, but also it's just good to know about this because even beings that might be hanging around <laughs> with us or in us that have taken this type of offer can hear us talking about it now and we can let them know that uh, none of that is true and you, it's safe to go back to the light that you won't cease to exist. It's actually resisting the light that keeps you from existing, keeps you from getting into a new body, keeps you from returning to the natural flow of nature, natural flow of nature. <laughs> Probably didn't explain that very well. It's some convoluted idea in some ways, but uh, it makes sense in the as above, so below to me that this exact structure that we're battling right now of corporate hierarchies and, you know, the dead being enslaved metaphorically here would definitely apply to the spiritual or astral dimension. And uh, there's like, like parasite factories out there. What do you think, Mitch? <laughs> wow. You probably got extreme like ideas too. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I had a friend who just lost an uncle actually. Uh, and we've been talking about it a little bit this week. She's been, he, he had a timeline. He was diagnosed with some things and, so they knew that the day was coming and she was talking to me about how they've been, they've been talking about the light and going to the light. And I've, I've wondered for a long time about what the light is. Um, I have my own beliefs that would probably irritate a lot of people. So I'll keep certain things to myself, but no, I want to know. I, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, know. All right. Well, irritated by you, Mitch. I mean, I was just, I would just say like, I, I, Tell people they should go read the the book Who Built the Moon uh, by I think is it Christopher Knight. Um, I am not I don't follow the same uh, thing when it comes you know because I'm all about the crystals. Everybody knows like you know with the organized stuff, but um, I wonder if the light that's at the end of the tunnel is really the soul cycle trap. And uh, anyway, we were just we were talking my friend and I, and she's pretty convinced that she helped him to escape and she knows like when she can sense other family members who uh, you know have have chosen to leave a foot in the door so that they can keep you know sending messages back or whatever i mean i know a lot of people they'll either think like oh that's batshit or yes that's exactly what i thought um but it's yeah i i don't know it's just it's interesting that you guys are talking about that because this subject came up with somebody and i think he just passed away yesterday uh and so it's it's interesting like it's something i'm kind of on the lookout for now with people in my life who pass and i actually made an agreement with my significant other we have a, a dead firm agreement that um when the time comes we both know that there's no way on god's green earth there's no no exception there's no gimmick no gotcha no anything that would ever we would never ask the person to like come back and help come back and save come back and like such and such needs you this person this you know like or or the other person i don't want to say their name but it's like you know to them they'd be like oh mitch needs you to come back it's like i would never do that to you i would never do that to you and i don't actually for, for me my personal belief is i don't think that a god that loves me would ever ask me to come back to this realm uh 
for any reason, as long as I did the work I was supposed to, because everyone is really on their own. It doesn't matter what, what kind of connection you have with other people. It's like everyone, you're responsible for yourself. It's your soul. It's your energy. It's your consciousness, even if it's collective and, and, and connected. Um, so it's like, we're mentally preparing ourselves for if hopefully we can carry that information with us whenever the time comes that, you know, nobody who truly cares about the truth would ever ask you to come back to this place. That's my opinion on that. And so, uh, I hope to stick to my guns. Uh, you know, that's anyway, I'm rambling. You mean stick to your loose cannons? Stick to my loose cannons. Yeah. I had to change, <laughs> I had to change the name. Cause I'm like, yeah, you're, he's going to run his mouth and swear and it's whatever. Like I haven't heard um, any swears yet. Oh yeah. You know, I'm trying to be better. It's 2022. So, new, um, new year, new you. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I'm loving the six year, by the way, I, 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 uh, it's like my new favorite number. Um, so anyway, but in regards to the, in regards to the light stuff, I wonder if, you know, we're, we're taught darkness is a, is a bad thing. And, you know, I think evil is a bad thing. I think negativity is a bad thing. Uh, I think we can easily identify at this point what is not resonating with us with the truth. And I think truth is the ultimate definition of love. And so, because uh, the truth is uncomfortable, but if it's, un you know, if, if it loves you, it will tell you what you don't want to hear too. So, uh, yeah, anything pertaining to the light, it's like, I don't know, we're, we're almost taught like to go to the light. They say go to the light. And I wonder, you know, figuratively, if we're not supposed to go to the physical light, but the, you know, it's just, it's a, like an allegory, like everything else. So I don't know, but it's just interesting that my friend is going through this with a family member and, you know, I trust her more than most people when it comes to these types of topics. I'm like, I think she knows, I think she's onto something and she knows what she's doing and helping family members detach and it's just made me think more seriously about it with the people I love. Like if I ever died, I, I mean, when, when I told my counterpart, I mean, if anyone ever finds me dead, please take me somewhere and put me somewhere for at least like 72 hours. I want to be completely removed. Don't let anyone come near me. Don't let the hospitals come near me. Don't let, cause I'm sure they do voodoo and whatever weird <laughs> bullshit. You know, they put those towers on, on the tops of the cancer ward for a reason. I think that the frequencies are involved with that. I, I, anything's possible. So it's just the idea that, like, I want to be uh, completely removed. And I really hope that, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks they don't want to come back to this particular situation. Am I wrong? No. no call me crazy, but I like it here. I'm yeah. actually, awesome. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Well, you I'm can crazy. have my ticket. If I get another ticket, you're welcome to have mine. So I like life. I yeah. think life's really cool. Also, I, I am positive that free will exists wherever you're at. And if you know yeah. that you always have free will choice, then even if you go into the tunnel of light and you get there and like the beings are actually somehow, you know, aliens or something, and they're trying to trick you into some energy harvesting trap even though you've already gone through the tunnel and you're looking at them, that doesn't mean that they got you. You always have free will. That's the nature of existence. So I think that, yeah. you know, whether you choose to go into the light or you want to go into the darkest part of yourself, the great thing about the source is that it's in everything and it's dark and light. So you could make either choice and then even change your choice if you want to, but that I would 
I would defend and maintain that this realm isn't that bad. It's just that human beings have got really confused about the purpose of life, which in my humble opinion, the meaning of life is life. The meaning of existence is existing. And the, uh, the other option would be non-existence. And the reason why this place maybe would seem like a trap or you wouldn't want to come back here is because of how limited existence feels for people in this realm right now as they are. But it's not nearly as limited as we believe. We have the, the inner world is still available to us and always has been. It's just we spend so much time with the externalized hierarchy of screens and of internet and of escapism into uh, digital artificial constructs that we've really gotten rusty on how to do inner journey work and inner visionary work at that place where we're truly limitless and infinite. And even the confines of a physical body don't really apply in the psychic realms. And we can go there. We still have that ability. And I think coming back here in another go round uh, wouldn't be that bad unless you just did the same thing over and over again and stayed in the same level of limitation. But if your return to life or to existence was to continue on the path of expansion and of enhancing and nurturing your infinite possibilities and potentials, then to me, that's not limiting at all. And I'll come back here over and over again and keep expanding and keep finding new ways of expressing life and embodying the creative force that is the dynamic intelligence of the cosmos. Because right now, the biggest limitation is simply that uh, we get caught into rhythms and time loops where we do the same thing every day and we don't learn anything new and we just are on repeat. And that is very, very limiting. But uh, when you think about all the things you might like to learn how to do, all the things you might like to create in a life, you never fit it all into one go. And that stuff is where the real juices of existence is the learning, the expanding, the creating. So if we're nurturing and cultivating that aspect of selfhood and existence, I don't see why there would be any harm in playing this game forever because even the um, even when you really look at the technology of our bodies before all the damage that's done to ourself by our bad habits and by our misalignment with nature, the body itself is like the ultimate vehicle, the ultimate technology. <laughs> we've really got way more to learn than we've so far uh, even like we scratched the surface like 1% of the potential of what we can do here. So to look at, this isn't to like poo-poo your idea, Mitch, at all, but because no. a lot of people see that, that that way and that's fine. But to to consider that you wouldn't want to come back here when we've only experienced a fraction of a percent of our potential in this place and in these styles of bodies and in this realm. To me, it's like, well, what are we missing out on if we decide not to keep existing? And on the, the wave side of the wave particle duality, there's a whole lot there too. It's like the limitless, infinite potential, all things at once, probably existing at once, like your whole idea of who you are in your mind consciously all at once. That would be a cool place to be, but uh, there's no story there. So I like here. I like stories. I like making things and you know, I, I can only learn so far in 32 years, I've only learned a couple of instruments, for example, 
I still have never tried oil painting. I'd like to do that. <laughs> There's a million things to learn, a million ways to create and more, more than a million, because you can start combining those mediums and modalities. And uh, what life has become about is rat races and hamster wheels. And for sure, we want to get off of those. That's the false reality that we would like to escape from, no doubt. But the actual truth of our potential as creators is so much vaster than what we really allow ourselves to believe or accept. And that is where the gravy's at. And I'll come back over and over again to keep exploring different ways to, to express. Hmm. That is well said, Chance. Really beautiful. I am, I'm on your side with, yeah, this realm has its flaws. We have but... sides? Oh, no. Mitch, are we on opposite <laughs> no. sides? No sides, no sides. There's no sides. No, no, no. I'm joking. No sides. But um, no, this place is beautiful. This realm is magic. And when you understand how to tap into that and how you can manipulate it and better yourself and grow in this realm, it makes things even more beautiful and your connection to this place even better. And I mean, Mitch, just playing with the power wand that you sent us, that I love like, my power wands too. I completely just opened my eyes to just the magic of this place and um, meditating, being in nature. It's beautiful. And I wish people could um, escape those hamster reels and come to that real come to that realization. But everyone's on their own journey. They'll get there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of have subscribed to Mitch's ideal. And we did, we have between the two of us, we have talked about should we go into the light? Should we not go into the light? Because this is something, you know, I, I consider this woman my soulmate. I, I want to go where she goes. So wherever we end up, I'd like to be together. And something that I, I do want to bring up and that chance, I don't know if you kind of considered this, but when you were bringing up how beautiful this realm is, I agree with you 100%. I have a foot in that kind of belief too, but I don't know if it's enough of a foot to where I'd want to come back myself. Something that, that I've learned from my like Mormon past in the church when I was in the church is the, the theory of eternal progression. So do you believe that even outside of this meat body and outside of this natural realm, that you can eternally progress because in some faiths you can, you can actually become in, and I, I don't want to put words. I'm, I'm really, I'm a bad Mormon. So don't, don't <laughs> nobody like take this as like a cell. That should have been your trip. name. It should be legs and yeah. bad Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like, I think they believe that like when you reach the highest level of heaven, you become like God and can create a whole realm for yourself. And then my, you might even have to sacrifice yourself like they believe the Christian, you know, religion that Jesus is God in flesh and he sacrificed himself to take all the sins of the world. But do you believe that? Because to me, the bread and the butter is here, but there's so much more than bread and butter that I want to know that I don't think I can know in this meat soup that I think I can only know as an incorporeal force energy out there that has no attachment to body. Well, the thing is, i I'm pretty sure that you can do that while you still have a body. I think you can, I've been out of my body, you know, and I've had experiences in deep meditation in the astral where uh, those type of epiphanies that you're describing can come to me. And it's like, I realize the answers to questions that I've wondered my whole life. And then I come back to my body and I'm like, what was I thinking about? <laughs> but while I was in the meditation space, like, all that stuff is available. So I know that it's within, 
and that it'll even unpack itself throughout the course of my life as needed. So the idea that there's eternal progression, I'm with you on that. I think we can progress eternally in whatever form we choose to be in. Uh, but I also think that you have the option to regress too. I think that we're on a big shoots and ladders board, infinite stairs and infinite slides. You know, you can go either direction <laughs> if you want. So it's not a guarantee that you'll make that you'll be infinitely progressing. Now, as far as like the Mormon idea of like becoming a creator God and, you know, your own designer realm, um, I think we may be doing that right now. And <laughs> we just forgot we we're doing it personally. You know, I think, I think some people, um, you know, I, it gets, it gets a little mucked up where I'm sure we've all heard of like star seeds and people that are here on a path, a, a mission, everyone, you know, I think a lot of people are on the, pl I, I'm not saying I subscribe. I'm just, and I'm not, I'm not discrediting it either. Everyone has their purpose. Everyone is here for a reason, whatever that reason is, there's endless possibilities of what those reasons are. Some people or some human beings, souls, whatever you want to call it, may uh, their path might include uh, returning to to learn certain things or do certain things. Some people feel like, oh, I don't belong here. Some people think, oh, this is my first go around. Some people say, I've been here forever. Some people are here to save the world or to do this or to teach someone, or maybe even some people are here to get other people out. I actually take that one into consideration too, and I know a lot of people don't care for that one as much but um it, for whatever reasons you know I've, I've i've sat through coursework with people just out of dabbling in my my own just out of curiosity i wanted to go to like an akashic record keeper and i've gone and had my charts read and done i've done everything that a lot of people have done and been told well you're here for this or you're doing this and like these people left you you know like oh you're here i'm an iranian and i don't get along with people from atlantia apparently or atlantis um, I've been here before working with energy devices to save the world and it apparently turned to shit and I had to leave and I wasn't happy and I hated humans because I was like, fuck that sounds people. right. I'm just saying. So it was like <laughs> I, I took it into consideration. I'm not saying that I completely agree with that. I think sometimes it's very simplified and some people say and think what they want to think because I think some people like to spiritually bypass uh, deeper traumas they have. Um, so, you know, everybody always comes back as Mahatma Gandhi, but they don't come back as like Roy from down the block. You know, it's like they always pick somebody, you know, and so, but some people, maybe they are incarnated from somebody important. I don't, everybody I don't know. was like a king of ancient Egypt or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, or I'm a here temple for whatever. Prostitute. I hear that it, one a lot. It, exactly. So it's, so it's one <laughs> of those things. What the sexy life. Yeah. So you take it into consideration. Um, I, you know, I just, I think some people they're going to be destined that like you know when they go it's like sayonara and they're they're out they're to the next thing i don't think it's the end of anything um and, and that doesn't mean one person or one thought one energy one consciousness one soul is better than another um i think it's just for whatever reason they were marked for that path of whatever the path is some people will come some will go some will cycle some will uh, save others from doing this or come back to help others do this. And so, yeah, I mean, I, cause look at what I do for a living. I think this planet is incredibly beautiful. It's obviously worth driving myself bonkers financially, spiritually, energetically. I'm like freaking drained. 
And I, and I know this is my life path uh, to, to do this. You know, it's like, I don't actually hate humans. I clearly love them. And so, you know, I understand the beauty in all of this stuff, but I do wonder every single day, especially now, every time the, every time the Gregorian BS turns over again. Um, and I had a, I had a very deep conversation with a friend last week where we were talking about elephants in the room. And it was like, I, it messed with my mind. Cause I thought, wow, I'm so used to talking about this love and light and, and high vibes and save the world and, and people waking up and consciousness and everything. But then I'm also just kind of like, good Lord, what do they have planned for us next? What's, what's the possibilities? What's coming? What's with this? What challenges are we going to face? Because it's not going to be comfortable every day for the rest of our lives. And not that it has to be, but I'm just saying like, you know, sometimes you kind of tell yourself, you look in the mirror and you're like, good God, give me a break. Like, can I just have like a day where like, I don't wake you gotta up You got to give it morning. to yourself, buddy. Well, You're I understand. No, no, I'm uh, on with the response feeling of responsibility. Maybe. Well, what I'm saying is I think that, um, and this, this kind of actually, you know what, I'll answer this with a, a comment. I hear a lot, you know, people tell me all the time. They're like, Hey Mitch, you know, we can clear chemtrails with our mind. And I respond, yes, we sure can. However, us as humans, please where we are, are we, I, well, I kind of want to respond to them and be like, well, you know what? There's a couple of problems in the world. Maybe you should get off your butt and go do it then. Like, what are you talking to me for? But we as humans are not, I don't think we are there yet on the, we're, we're getting there. We're obviously going in the right direction, but as far as being this, this uh, top-notch spiritualistic uh, representation of what it really means to be human, there's still so much to learn. There's still so much to do. And so uh, as the world, uh, the problems of the world progress and as the agendas progress, it's like it, it it's like we're always trained for, for this stuff and it gets more and more difficult, but then we get more and more trained along the way. When this all started, this COVID, the, the pandemic started, I'm sure at this point, everybody who's anybody has been kicked out of somewhere or at least accosted by like a psychopath because of not doing this or not doing that. And you're like sticking to your no, guns. Super here. chill here. Well, I'm not every, well, but there's a lot of people. It First time I ever got kicked out of somewhere, you know, it was kind of a traumatic experience. Now I'd be like, whatever. I've heard worse from better. And so it's like they can... <laughs> They can do what they want. You get trained as you go along. I'm just, what I'm saying is like, it's, it's getting rocky and it's not always sunshine, rainbows and unicorns. And so it doesn't mean the world's ugly. It just means that, you know, I guess what I'm just saying is not everyone's going to have the same path. And I think maybe some people will get to a point where it's like, they know like, okay, this is my last round. Like whatever it is I was supposed to do here, I'm, going to see myself out the door um, and go learn something somewhere else, not necessarily stop learning. Does that make sense? It's, I don't yeah. know anything about the afterlife, but what I do know in my heart is that I, I know that this is not all there is. And sometimes I wonder too, as beautiful as the world can be, sometimes I wonder uh, when I look at the parasites and I say, I don't consent to you being here. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. It crosses my mind every once in a while. What if I don't belong here? What if I invaded their turf and they're like, get the hell out? What if I'm the one who's the odd man out? And I'm not, I don't mean that in a dark way, but I just mean like I came here to mess up their, their thing. 
And it's really, what if it's just a playground to learn and to learn to be human and to do all of this stuff, but maybe it's not supposed to be turned into like the garden of Eden. If that, it, that's really, really simplistically an unfair, uh, that's an unfair analogy. It's so simplistic, but if you can kind of see what I'm getting at that, maybe I'm invading somebody else's turf and maybe I'm the odd man out. That's it's crossed my mind. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make some responses unless legs and Buffalo have something. Go for a chance. Okay. So <laughs> let's start with the idea of not wanting to get separated from your soulmate. For, for example, you know, the idea of like, well, if we're going to go into the light or not go into the light, let's make the same choice, that type of idea. Uh, here's what I've come to understand from energy practices, energy healing, these things, you know, sound healing, is that life force energy itself is the thing about reality that's one. So the divine spark or the current of self-existing eternal life energy that is within and permeating all things and creates all things. That is the aspect of reality that is one It's pleroma. It's the totality. It's indivisible in truth. It's unseparable, inseparable. There is no separation. So that force or that energy is synonymous with truth because it's the thing or it's the aspect of existence that exists. It has no birth or death, no beginning or end. It simply always is and always will be. Existence itself is life force energy. So what that means is no matter where you go or what perspective you take or what lessons you're trying to learn or what configuration of a body you're in, the truth will always be present. What's true will always exist. So if there's a true connection between two souls that are what you call soulmates or they have made the agreement that they want to stay together and then that's a true and honorable agreement then it cannot be violated it's an aspect of free will that will always be honored and no matter where so the simple way of understanding this is no matter where you go no matter how you ascend or descend if there's something true that truth will exist wherever it is that you're at so you can't be separated from truth. So there's nothing to fear in terms of getting lost or separated from love because love is a synonymous is also synonymous with this eternal self-existing life force energy. And also when it comes to so when it comes to this idea of the realm we're in being limited here, you know, I I can't say for sure that I know exactly what part of the the spectrum between heaven and earth we exist on. It's said by like Taoist masters and and, uh, you know, Qigong experts throughout ages past that were the bridge between heaven and earth, that this realm is the middle land or the Midgard between the above and the below. But, you know, it could be that we're actually a little bit off balance from the middle. Maybe we are a little bit sunk into the, the below side or the hell side or the physicality material side with skew away from the spiritual from the all-knowing from the consciousness of heaven energy maybe but all that that is isn't a place it's a perspective i think that 
when we talk about not wanting to come back to here, well, there isn't really a here anyway. There is the idea of where it is that you exist in your mind, that the all is mind. This eternal, all-pervasive, inseparable life force energy is also mind. So your body, the environment you're in, the home that you live in, all of these are in your mind. Your mind is not in a container, in a house, in a city, in a state, in a country. All of those elements are actually in the mind, in your mind. So there's really nowhere to go, in my opinion. There's nowhere but here. Heaven isn't separate from here. Hell isn't separate from here. The above and the below are aspects of mind that are within the mind that we're in at all times. And so I think the best option or the best case scenario isn't really that you ascend and stop uh, and don't come back to here because there's only mind. Like what I would what I would be thinking if you wanted to not be quote unquote here would be that you didn't want to mind anymore. You didn't want that duality of uh, subject object perceptive perceptivity and the a better goal maybe this is just speculation but a better goal would be to expand to expand the bandwidth that we're able to perceive within the mind so that we can experience more of the above and the below simultaneously and see a bigger picture of what the place is in our mind that we're currently residing at to have a better picture of uh the truth of how our thoughts create our reality of how our beliefs generate the configurations and the boundaries and the, the experiences that the world bring to us. And so whenever we feel like run down, we feel exhausted by this world. We feel like it's too much work to do what needs to be done to put everything right and set it all back in its proper place. The answer is that we don't, need a break. We don't need the world to give us a break or give us more time. We simply just need to change our relationship to our boundaries with the world and with time. You know, take, if you want more time, then take more time. It's uh, tricky because we're taught to live from with the outside world dictating our inner world. What happens out here is what decides whether or not I feel good in here. But you can switch that. That's the really, really the inversion that uh, controller classes have cast onto us as a spell is the belief that outer world can and should dictate inner world. But actually inner world can always be where you lead from. You can always lean more on the foot that's inner world. And you guys are probably experiencing this right now, having just moved out of California. Now you're in Idaho. The pace of life is probably a lot different. You're not going to those old jobs anymore. And you're most likely noticing that, wow, there's lots of time, you know, <laughs> not that you're bored or that you, like you're still keeping busy, but uh, you have way different relationship to time when you're not on as many hamster wheels at once. And, um, you know, we're all capable of doing this to ourselves either through the idea of like a, the job where we work or with our work that we are doing that we think is to help heal and bring balance to the world. I'm definitely no different with that. I've burned myself out a bunch of times in my life over the last five or six years being podcast host chance, thinking I need to do way more 
than is uh, reasonable to ask myself, well, you know, when I could actually do more with less and paradoxically spend or take the time, make the time to do what makes my energy feel good, right and balanced and clear and watch how uh, the world and my effect on it becomes much more efficient and, and effective with less effort. It's really like this management of your personal energy is where the Wu Wei comes in. If the only thing that you're really focused on having any control or influence over is keeping yourself in the clearest mindset and uh, help, like the most vibrant physical health and most well-rested, non-stressed feeling that you can cultivate and generate, then your outer world work, you can do a lot without it ever feeling like a burnout or a, a burden or too much. But we have to like flip our perspective and also realize that I don't think that there's anywhere to escape to. Maybe there's other like versions of life. Maybe there's other cosmic eggs. <laughs> Maybe you can hatch out of this one and return to a, a, a even larger octave of selfhood and expand that way. And, but, you know, probably at the end of the day, that's just a, that body, that larger God body that could come out of this uh, configuration of lots of lives being the cells of, you know, the body of God. Well, then that God body above at the higher octave is also in a fractal sense, probably just a cell in a larger thing. So I think it's like, you know, turtles all the way up and down. I don't know if there's really, <laughs> I think that if we escaped this world, so to speak, we're just going to find ourselves in the exact same situation on a different level of the octaves or the, the dimensional scale. Because no matter where you go, the truth will always be there. Even if you, you know, when, when someone commits suicide, I think they're very surprised to find out that nothing changes or gets better for them because the problem was with them and they're still there, even though they killed their body. So I think that's the case too, with the idea of escaping this dimension or getting out of this planet or, or whatever, you know, that may be good for some of us to go explore a different realm or a different place. But I think we should be very cognizant of the fact of wherever we go, you're there, <laughs> you're going to be there. So, you know, if you're not doing the work on yourself and the, and making sure to stay clear, coherent, non-stressed, non-freaked out, not afraid, then you're going to take with you to any realm, all of those qualities that you are currently possessing. I think that's the real, the real great work or the real trick is to become further and further levels of radically responsible for your own energy. And there's really nothing else that we can be responsible for. Everything spirals out of that central point. Yeah. My, one of the mantras as of late for myself is I am sovereign over time. I'm trying not to let, <laughs> trying not hey, to Hey, where'd you time, hear that? Right. <laughs> that thing that line really stuck with me chance and um i'm still trying to get out of that hamster wheel mindset of i gotta go 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 work 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 because um, things have slowed down a lot here in idaho and yeah i'm still working every day but it's for us now um doing the podcast doing um, making us stuff in the kitchen um shoveling snow um planting orgone devices um just stuff that's actually helping 
this realm and myself. It feels good. For sure. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I'm glad you brought that first hermetic principle up that all is mine because I forgot about that. And something I that I, I you know, I, I still... I fear that going into the light thing. And I, so I have one foot with you, Mitch, cause I'm kind of like, I don't know everything that it's we've good been to question taught, everything, no doubt. Yeah. Everything we've been taught has just been inverted so badly that it's really hard to tell what's the truth, but it's, it is a bit more comforting hearing that like, if we have like a soul agreement that we're going to follow each other and I want to be with her, then we will, you know? So it really doesn't matter. Maybe we will come back. And, uh, you know, we'll be but born. But if you have the agreement that like, oh, something could go wrong. Well, then maybe who knows? Anything could happen. <laughs> you want to be very careful with your beliefs. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say, too, is that um, a lot of this idea comes from what I frequently refer to as pop culture Gnosticism, which is like that the world's a fallen place, that a evil demiurge created it to trap the divine spark and hold our spirits here. And uh, the thing about that mentality that is not often brought up is that actually the uh the naughty secret societies you know the behind closed doors esoteric orders all of them they believe that they actually that's their thing so we're taking on the very mentality of the ones that want to rule in hell rather than you know be serving in heaven so to speak that idea we don't want to i don't want to take on that perspective see for me i think you know my i have one there's only one thing in the world that actually makes me fearful and that is that when you die uh i'm like wherever it is i go i want to keep with me always every amount of information every amount of knowledge and wisdom everything i've ever acquired because we're taught here that we've lost it's always we've lost this we've lost this we're relearning it we're and i'm like oh my god please for the love of god if i have to come back here please don't let me have for, don't ever let me forget that i want to keep that so that i have a chance in the next cycle if it is if it does happen to be in this physical place um but also i think you know for me I feel like we are in a realm. I mean, there's there's a natural realm and there's an artificial realm trying to be overlaid over it. And that is the one I think that when I'm saying, you know, a person could come back, that they have to be careful. They may come back to that overlay. And, and it's like getting out of it may not necessarily mean getting out of being human. It means getting out of the construct that's been formulated for you and determined to keep you there, to use you as a battery instead of you using your consciousness to its full potential. But I think, you know, we are in a way, it's like this is, this is all a test that we are taught to, you know, I, from me cradle to grave, my goal is to learn how to love in a love what i would call like a loveless uh world uh to seek the truth in a dishonest world to find peace in a, in a, a just unjust war-torn type of reality and along the way you make it a better reality but that's the it's, best kind of story ev you but everything conflict for a good story but, but it's like everything being an inversion to me what i see is an artificial construct being created as a prison and that prison then makes me question what is the path are we are we just supposed to 
cycle back and do the best we can learn what we can or is there a, a is the goal to get out and there's a part in my soul that feels like i think the i think the goal is to detach from the physical world uh in a way that's like you know i'm saying goodbye to everything once i've learned what i need to learn and being okay with that. i mean we're seeing people do this already the ones who are okay like people ask you uh, what's going to happen am i going to be okay you guys know you're going to be okay everyone on this call knows they're going to be okay and everyone watching this knows you're going to be okay because you're doing the steps to to seek more knowledge to question everything to better yourself you know this is about you and you alone even though other people may like soulmates may be involved but it's like everyone's responsible for themselves so those people, it's like, for whatever reason, I think everybody is on this path to make the best choices because you have choices, free will, and those choices will then lead you to the next whatever that is better than before. No matter where you go, as long as you're making the right choices that are the best for you, the best for truth, the best for love, the best for God, the best for every every pro-life basically pro-life or anti-life because that's really what i that's what i think are our two options now everything is either pro-life or anti-life that's why and i call it shoots and ladders it is climbing and I the think, ladder or you're going down so the slide <laughs> but so that's why i think that whether or not it's the moon or whether whatever the connotation for the light is whatever the analogy is i'm saying like and this is what i was what i'm getting at is that it's not that going into the light is bad but it's it's like the goal is to always make the choices that will only put you in the, like i want to find god that's my goal i want to find my creator i want to get back to what i want to know the purpose of why did why was i created who created me what is this what is the purpose of all this i feel like that's sort of the uh, goal of everybody really and and it can be in the simplistic things like i mean i play piano i learned to play piano that's that was a big part of my life uh artistically you know what i'm doing now at the organite that's a huge part of my life or uh, artistically and so it's like these are things i build on to get where i want to go but ultimately i feel like getting where i want to go um i don't know that it means having this physical body and looking like a gawky nerd i think it could mean being in a different realm. I think it could mean maybe being in the same realm. I mean, we're, we've been genetically modified since God knows how long that it's like, I know we're human, but how human are we? Are we the fullest potential of human? Not yet. I don't think so. But I think we're like, we're finally getting there. That's why something wants to destroy us in my view uh, is that something is like, Oh, they figured it out. They're on the right path. And so I guess I'm just saying like, you know, I don't think it's bad to be here, and I definitely don't think that the world is an ugly place. But there are forces that are that are meant to make hell on earth, and we have to navigate through that to find heaven on earth. And whether or not the end of the tunnel is another realm, another dimension, another body, I, I know, I have no, ex I have no memory of experience of that, so I can't say. But. Um, you know, I guess I just want to be clear. I don't hate being here, uh, but I know, buddy. I wonder. I just I question a lot. I question a lot, and as I, I'm sure a lot of people do. I've asked so. myself all these questions too. 
Yeah. And sometimes you give yourself a practically give yourself a brain aneurysm thinking about it because you're just like, you know, I, I valued having a conversation the other day with someone that made me so uncomfortable. It was New Year's Eve. And I was just like, oh my God, I was freaking out because I'm like someone finally, like we just, we, we were willing to talk about it. And I told her I valued that conversation, even though it scared me shitless the other night, but it was just like. I still want to be able to have those conversations because we really don't truly know anything. I mean, we're, we're learning things, but like we don't truly know what comes next and how it comes. We have our ideas that are all based on as much as we can consume in this body while we're here. Is that, yeah, that's, yeah. And that is all I have to say about that period. <laughs> Okay. I got no, 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 I didn't. I just, I'm just, no, I'm just thinking of like what you tell the teacher when you're like trying to make a sentence longer. So anyway, that's so funny. Yeah. Mitch, I've had that. I've had that thought too. I've learned so much so far and come so far. And then once I do move on, am I just going to forget it all? Like I have, like, I have no memory of any past lives. The only connection I do feel to past lives is through him. Cause I know we've been together before many, many times before. Um, other than that, it's, it's interesting. And I don't know, maybe we do come back with some kind of knowledge if we level up in this realm. Um, I would hope. Yeah. I think heaven I, is here too, right now. It could be here simultaneously and something, that, <laughs> and so, something that, you know, I, I had a conversation with Cheney about this and I think she's going to put it out, but she, one of the questions she asked me is, do you think we can make this heaven right now? And, or do you think it is heaven and we're just creating it right now? And I said, yeah, it's possible because it is, it really, I mean, with the work you're doing, Mitch, with the work chance does with the work, all of us kind of do, we just put little bits out there to try and create that heaven that we mm -hmm. see. And so in a way it is here, it is right now. It's just, just because it doesn't look like the, the heaven we're sold you know, on movies and television doesn't mean it isn't because it is. There's so much beauty here. Do any of you guys ever, because this subject comes up too a lot. Like when you think about things like, I'm, I'm going way over here. Uh, we think about uh, things let's like- Let's not you, go over there yet. I want to well, say some I, things. All right. <laughs> I just want to respond to a couple of things from your last flow that I think are worth pointing out because they're, some of them are new thoughts for me. Okay, so first of all, what if being a battery isn't a bad thing? You know, what if actually in a fractal sense, because we live in a galvanic electric cell type of universe, this closed system, anode, cathode, sun and moon deal, then maybe being a capacitor, it, like a mini battery is a good thing. Maybe that's how life is supposed to work. Because I think the more charge that we can hold in our vessel in integrity, in integrity without leaking, without feeding vampires our light, without, you know, without having Swiss cheese holes in our aura. Well, that actually is what gives us a higher level of consciousness and ability to perceive more and more of the bandwidth spectrum of the above and the below simultaneously. So I think even when we look at movies like The Matrix and they, they tell you a matrix is bad, which actually means womb, I think we're inside of a big cosmic egg womb. I think that it's wombs within wombs. 
So they tell you the mother is bad, basically. <laughs> they tell you the place where you're growing and developing is, you know, you got to escape from it. Give you this sort of, like I call it, pop culture Gnostic vibe, jive. Uh, they tell you that being a battery is wrong and bad. Well, it's true that you can be a battery for something that you don't want to be giving your energy to. But then at that point, you're not really a very good battery because, or you're not very good capacitor. Capacitor is probably a better word because it's about holding a charge. The more of your inner light you can hold in your vessel, the more conscious you'll be, the more of yourself you'll remember. And so when it comes to remembering between lives, uh, what if the reason why we have this forgetfulness between incarnations is because we've totally lost track of the fact that we're supposed to be energetic capacitors and that even out like at the point where our energy leaves the physical shell of the body, it's possible to stay in such coherence that, okay, because let me back up a little bit. Your memory is the, is the electricity in your field. I know this for a fact from working in people's auras with tuning forks that, you know, some experience that they are repressing from themselves is literally hanging out in their energy field off to the left three feet or something or off to the right. So that is where your memory is at. It's not stored in some filing cabinet of cellular hard drive in your brain. It's actually the distributed energy through your whole field is where your memory comes from or what, where your memory is held and generated. So I think that it's just us that forgot how to hold on to ourselves. You know, we forgot how to stay coherent, how to stay in charge, how to, because of, yeah, parasites and vampires and being punctured from the outside, but you also, we had to agree to let that happen. And maybe that was also part of the cycle that we wanted to forget ourselves a little bit and then go through the journey of remembering maybe that's for fun, maybe that's for entertainment. I don't know. But I think maybe when we, are asking the question of, can we find our creator? Maybe it's hard to find our creator because we weren't created. Maybe we've always existed. Maybe life force energy is self-existing, as in there isn't a beginning or an end. And part of the loop, time loop that we're stuck on is because we have the belief of beginnings and endings for our self. And so we're looking for where we were created from, but we are the we are the creation in a sense, like create creation exists. It's self-evident, self-existing. Hope that's making sense. Like what we could maybe be working on is our awareness practices and our health integrity to the level of that. If we even did go out of the body, we've already practiced that we've practiced staying aware, staying coherent, staying in charge in the energy body too. And at that point then, yeah, you can go anywhere, do anything, you've got the light within, you don't need to go into a light, you don't need anything, you're self-perpetuating and your capacitor charge is staying strong and whole even outside of the, the organ of the body. And then at that point, you know, maybe you choose to incarnate in another place, another space or in this place again. And when you do, I think this is one of the mis like the secrets of, of old mystery schools is that they were probably teaching how to stay coherent even after death so that you can reincarnate with more of yourself intact, more memories intact. And maybe that's the game and the goal, because I agree that it is kind of a, you know, not a fun proposition to think I could die and lose everything about who I am. I mean, how do you, how are you going to go 
take your loved ones with you if they don't exist in your mind anymore, if all is mind. And in that sense, saving everyone, saving the world, you could look at it like saving the files on a hard drive metaphorically, like when the USB stick is unplugged, all the stuff was copied to it. Whenever you your spiritual body leaves the physical vessel, all of yourself is in that spiritual light body instead of being scattered, lost, diminished through a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge of how to hold yourself in integrity and in coherence, something like that. I think that that's the journey that maybe I want to look for is how to stay in charge even outside of my body because I've had, and this always, it, it still works with the body. So it's like part of it is not rejecting the body itself or looking like it's something to escape from, but working with the body as the training wheels or the template to have that energetic coherence on a different octave of the fractal. So the example I give a lot would be that uh, the first time I ever had a full-fledged out-of-body experience where I popped out of my body, I was floating around the ceiling, I could look down and see my physical body through like spiritual eyes, so to speak, was during a colon cleanse I was doing on the last day of it. And so the clarity that I was experiencing was very much connected to the fact that my body was lighter, clearer, and had less obstruction and toxicity in it. So I think that's part of the path is cleaning up your organs because those are filtration systems for your consciousness or for your light, for your energy. And it's like, if you haven't cleaned it, then whatever it caught is still there. Um, going to be focusing a lot more on doing cleanses and uh, getting my organs <laughs> straightened out and see if that helps me naturally attain the ability to experience that out of body perception again, because when I have had it, it only lasts for so long. Think of it like meditating. How long can you go before you get carried away in random monkey mind chatter? How long can you sit and watch your mind and watch it without it, it, uh, taking, taking charge away from you in a sense, like how long can you stay present, aware, conscious in your own mind, and not get lost to the distractions of the the perturbations and vibrations of the outer world that ripple in and cause this, you know, monkey mind chatter. I believe that we can get so clear that it's a never ending nonstop flow state of perpetual complete awareness of ourself and our inner mind the, through our own light. But probably going to require a lot of purification and cleaning up of the body temple so that our spirit body will reflect and match that template of a healthy, clean and clear physical body. And at which point maybe then that's part of the keys to when we leave here, we leave with full awareness of ourselves and all of our memories and we save the world and we save everyone we love in the sense that they never get lost out of our mind because our mind is the only thing that existed in the first place. Your memory is your power. Your memory is the charge of the capacitor. That is the charge that the capacitor is holding is memory or light or life force and energy is all. That's all your consciousness. And it's also your, your love. It's what you love or who you love. So that's kind of my thoughts on it, that the like cleaning the body is probably part of getting, uh, attaining those abilities to, 
you know, traverse, <laughs> traverse the astral or the psychic realm without losing ourselves in the collective mind, the hive mind, the group mind, which is what we're battling in the physical world too. We're battling that collectivism, trying to retain and remain individual while being battered by the external tides of the collective. I think the same thing goes for the psychic space, but if you pop off into the psychic realm after your body dies and you haven't even trained these abilities at all or worked on it at all, probably just going to sort of dissolve into that goop and who you were and all those memories won't cease to exist because energy is never created or destroyed as they say. But, you know, then you have to go through the process in a future incarnation of trying to find the pieces and get them back and bring them into your capacitor again and remember who you are again. I think something might be attempting like i feel sometimes like we're all just trying to put reality back together and there are forces that are trying to break it back apart and so the idea of for example of you know if i don't I get disagree it, it's both things are happening at once I, I think like the idea of say like saving everyone it's not like you're not i'm not saving my parents you know and, and my individual brothers and taking them with me what I think is you're providing the tools that are necessary for that part of consciousness to remain repaired, to uh, flourish on its own and to do its part, whatever, because everyone's, res again, responsible for their own, everyone's responsible for self. But then, of course, it's like we're all one ocean of self together. So uh, I wonder sometimes if, you know, our goal is to put things back together that may have been, uh, separated, which I mean, I would call a separation like that, basically anti-truth, because the truth of the matter would be putting it all together as it's supposed to be in nature. Um, but then I also wonder too, I mean, I'm sure you guys, like, regardless of what you believe, what you, what you feel in your heart to be true, I would imagine a lot of people like myself, you just spend time wondering just lots of what ifs, even as crazy as we're, you know, it's like, you know, whether you're doing a mushroom journey or I'm not saying I do, but I'm just, whether, whatever reasons you're just, you're contemplating things. You're like, wouldn't that be interesting? And, you know, I, I wonder sometimes if we, you know, with the multiple realities, if whatever you're learning, whatever you move on to do, what if humans, we know we're important. We know that things feed on us for our energy. What if humanity is so special, in fact, that the we're powering everything? What if we are, and we're like, oh, we're all gods or we're part of God consciousness. What if we're powering everything? And so it's a matter of what if we're this playing field that everything in existence is trying to not necessarily manipulate but or even influence, but to be a part of. Like, let's say there are forces that are uh, benevolent that come here. Maybe they're us, and they inhabit these bodies that are essentially batteries, but that they're so much more than that. And it's a matter of, you know, because there's no good and evil as much as there is, like, just contra contrast. I don't like to use esther hicks stuff but like it's basically it's like you know the enemy of your enemy is not necessarily your friend there could be a million enemies but there could be a million different friends so it's like everything is it's just this constant battlefield and there's not really just one side to choose so what if um i guess what i was what i was trying to get at is in when i think about things like unicorns or dragons or these things spiritualistic creatures any type of mythological creatures that have disappeared it's like where are they why were they created what happened to them and i sometimes think 
we may go the way of that. We may disappear. We may, we may be willed out of this reality by all those who want to wear a mask and, and subject themselves to, for lack of a better word, Satan. But like we all move on to a better world. We create that better world. We're constantly doing it. What if we're still in our physical bodies, but we have a less dense reality? We have more of our gifts. We have more of our spiritual uh, enhancements. We can use things like these types of things, except now we use this a lot less and we just use our mind. And so it's like there's, I, I, you, you can overlay like a million different realities. And this kind of goes back chance to what you're saying about you know, making things heaven on earth or, you know, it's like, it, it's when I say again, like getting out, it's like getting out might be shifting, getting out might be, it's just, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'm getting at. Just that, um, what if we are, you know, we know we're important, but what if we are so, so much more important than we've even still fathomed, even when we sit on podcasts like this and we talk, like, oh, we all know we're important. But then it's like, what if, what if it hit us, how important it truly was? And we all, it, it was too much for our physical mind in this current state today to handle because it was seriously that intense and you, and you snap, you know, it's like, that's the kind of level I wonder sometimes I'm like, why is everything fighting over us? Why, do, or why does it seem like everything is fighting over us? Why do I feel like I'm being pushed and pulled and, and all these decisions and, and where to go, who to help, what to do, what's next, what's before, um, and, and so, you know, it's, yeah, I guess that's just, I think of things like that all the time because otherwise you know, I'd be bored, but, um, I, I assume I'm not the only one that thinks about those things, whether I agree with them or not. I'm not even saying I agree with them. I'm just saying like, you know, I, people gravitate out of somebody else's life. I'm sure we all have friends who've disappeared and one day you're like, where did they go? And it's like different timeline, man they're, they're gone there. And if they resonated with something different, the same way I can put a piece of organite in front of somebody and they don't physically see it because it's on a different reality to them. And they don't, they can't grasp that or why you look at a chemtrail. I know that's very simplistic, but if you look at a chemtrail and someone else is like, what in the hell are you looking at? And it's like, you're on a different timeline. We see different things. We experience different things. So that may be the, the moving on, the shifting, the recycling, uh, that is like a, a basically all the decisions we make, hopefully for the better, that let us get closer and closer and closer to what I what I would call God or God consciousness. Or when I said I want to find my Creator, that's my idea of of getting there. That it's like just becoming a better version of yourself every single time, forever and ever and ever. Um, yeah, for sure. We. Um something you said that you're looking for your creator. That's something I feel like I've always looked for in my life. And, um, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, we, I was born Mormon. We went to the Mormon church for, I think till I was like 10, maybe or 11. Then I stopped going, but my parents always encouraged me to search for truth in my own way. So I, I, I studied Buddhism for two years. I, I did lots of different religious practices and different churches and different faiths just to try and find God. And the one thing I, I realized and something that kind of clicks more when I watch uh, chants on Interverse or, or, or other people like us is God, we're looking for God everywhere. God's here. It's, it's inside you right now. God is, God is part of you. It is, you are part of God. There's no separation between the two of you. So that's why it's kind of like, we're always searching for this, but 
the answers are here. Everything we seek is within too. So, yeah. yeah. I've met a lot of people doing what I do who Chancer actually, mute. sorry. By Chancer searching for it, you have the belief of being separate from it. Kind of like by thinking that you have a beginning, then you will have the fear that you have an end. But I believe the, you know, who the question of like, who, well, who created God? That doesn't work. So if God is in everything, then it's the essence of life and existence itself. And it is the only reality, which also means that if you are that, if that's in you or you're in it, then you also have no begin, no real origin. You know, you are the original. You are the origin. The origin doesn't have, um, there's no like, <laughs> it's kind of like the idea of actually the birth lie, you know, that we have a birth date that creates our corporate fictional personhood, that there's this artificial cut in creating a timeline when when you actually try to figure out when you would have been conceived, what was the moment that the zygote happened, the egg was fertilized. Nobody knows that. That's unknowable. There is no point where you can be like, this is when it happened. That's like nature did that. God did that. You have, a, that's your divine origin as opposed to your, you know, mundane origin in the corporate system on the piece of paper that says it happened at this exact time on this date but that's fake because you existed before that anyway <laughs> this yeah, is like, I mean, getting deep mitch i'm so glad that we're doing a, this i mean having grown up i mean not i wasn't mormon but i grew up and went to catholic school and the question that was always asked was who created god you know and it's like and there are times i remember sitting in church Sundays thinking to myself, the idea of eternity in heaven sounded like a nightmare because you're, I mean, you're terrified at the idea of what am I going to do? Sit here and kneel and pray and bow down to you forever and ever, ever and ever and ever. And I'm like, this is too much for a kid to think about. Um, you know, and I, I do see God in everything. Um, you know, people come into my life all the time doing what I do. There's so many people who come into my life that I, I feel like they're sent here for whatever reason. They say certain things, do certain things. Uh, they influence me or they help me out with something. Uh, it's happening all the time. And then sometimes they stick around. Sometimes they disappear. Uh, in that same way, I think a lot of us may do that with the other others in our lives we we stick around sometimes and sometimes we don't um and what i was saying a few minutes ago about the playground and how everything's tapping into this playground where we are because we're just that darn important um i wonder you know maybe like chance you were saying early on some people it's like we keep going with this in this I don't want to say meat. It's not fair to say meat suit. Maybe right now it's a meat suit, but you know, it's like we're, we can keep doing this and we can keep learning and building and whatever. Some people may actually uh, take, ha some people may have a meat suit and then they're gone because they came here to do whatever they were supposed to. Maybe we power them. Maybe, maybe the energy of what, you know, people call them angels and, and things like that. Uh, those different types of entities, uh, if those exist, things that come into this realm because again they're like hey we've got to help the humans we need to guide guide them because they're the creators they're the batteries they're the power they're the force of the universe they keep everything they keep the lights on basically um so it's like there's just endless possibilities to 
any rhyme or reason of any physical body that's in this realm and what came before, what's going on now and what comes after. Um, I think there's a reason we all gravitated towards each other. Chance, there's a reason Carol put us in touch with each other. And it's like, oh, maybe we've met before. Uh, maybe we did this cycle before. Maybe we worked together before. Uh, maybe we were related, you know? Um, so You feel like a bro to me, buddy. <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> You're one of yeah. my favorite human beings on the earth. Oh, Actually, well, everybody in this chat I can say the same like some for, the coolest people ever. I can say the same for all of you. Um, it, really, there are so many th people who talk to me because of all three of you that you'll, I couldn't begin to explain uh, what's what's come my way because of it. But um, yeah, anyway, I just, you know, I don't want to belittle anything. I don't want to ever, ever belittle the human experience. I love my life and I love who I am, which is why the idea of like a time machine, I would never, ever want to use it because I would never risk changing anything, even the, even the bullshit I've had to go through uh, or the time, the things I would think I'd regret. I don't really regret them. And I think most people would agree with that. They never would voluntarily change anything because they are who they are now. So yeah, I just, I want to be clear to that. I don't belittle that. Um, but I'm always going to wonder what comes after this. How do you prepare yourself? Is there a way to prepare yourself? Is it worth preparing yourself? Can you do it? It's like, maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, and every cycle, of, of the new year, it brings out these types of ideas. Uh, things like the pandemic bring out these ideas. Things like the new world order bring out these ideas. Um, meeting new people, say, you know, brings out these ideas because then you just you're like, oh, I never heard that perspective before. So um, yeah, it's that's this is the best word I've got for it, honestly. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. What is, just, to, what is it? I'm here to. What is it? I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Uh, worst, worst acting ever. One of the best movies ever. So for sure, hundred yeah. percent agree. <laughs> that fight yeah. scene though was a great fight scene. <laughs> Longest so fight symbolic. Ever. Yeah, very they symbolic. They live is a documentary. People, if you haven't seen it yet. Is yeah. I, I don't I don't mean to um I don't I don't want everyone to always think the only thing that's worth talking about is the weather but I if anyone wants to <laughs> I have a couple questions I'd love to get some opinions from people anybody watching this or you three because especially now that you all have power ones so when you're ready to segue you let me know or okay. if if you're segueing I know it's I don't want to run out your clock so well, no, no we don't have a clock we can segue yeah. if you want <laughs> yeah, that's good yeah if somebody will make me dinner I'll stay longer. <laughs> but I'm getting hungry. I'll send you some dinner in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, I so I sent all you guys uh, the the power ones. There's there's quite a few people now doing ether damming. I think I just today sent out like I think like the fifteenth one. Um, I'm trying to build an army. If anybody doesn't know that, and I mean in a positive way, but uh, I've heard it's raining quite heavily in like Northern California, uh, Pacific Northwest. I heard, I heard, um, Carol mentioned to with you guys in Idaho and my friend up in Northern Idaho, I think she said it's like eight feet. Um, my friend in Tahoe, I gave her a power one too. Uh, they had between eight and 17 feet over the holiday season uh, of snow. And, uh, we had six days of rain here. Uh, then everything else kind of moved up towards Boulder. But what I wanted to share was just something I thought was interesting. Um, and for anyone watching this 
if you're uh, anywhere around Cal Colorado, I feel like Colorado's being heavily targeted right now. Uh, for one thing, I do think of Denver as the New World Order headquarters with that godforsaken airport in the ground. But also, uh, if you go drive by Lucifer, or Blue, Lucifer, the horse that they talk about. Um, but uh, there was uh, there were a couple friends, and Chance, obviously, you know, you know Carol uh, and her companions uh, and family. They were going to go do some heavy gifting, and so she and I were scheming behind the scenes. Uh, I sent her a semi truck of Organite uh, that was going to be going to Colorado and they were going to be gifting Boulder specifically. And it was just really interesting. This was about a month ago. I sent everything. We were getting everything together because I tried sending stuff for Thanksgiving when they went and it got deflected. It got, it went to the wrong state and then got lost. And um, so this time around, I thought, let's plan ahead. I sent some stuff and instead of going from here to Phoenix to Spokane to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where it was supposed to go, three days, it went to some random town in Arizona, and then it went to Memphis, Tennessee, Seattle, Memphis, Seattle, Memphis, Seattle, Spokane, Seattle, Memphis, Seattle, Spokane. Then she intercepted it. This took a month, by the way. We missed our deadline. Couldn't get the organite there in time for her to take her trip. But uh, And then the post office, after she paid money to like have them hold it, they sent it back to me. So um, I ended up sending stuff to her family in Colorado who live in that area as a last minute thing. I sent every last thing I had in my home and it says it was delivered and it was stolen. So there were different efforts that were being done to try and get as much. I mean, this, I'm telling you, it was a semi truck of Organite and her and her counterparts, they had like a week and a half. They were going to be just driving around Colorado and gifting. And I just saw interesting enough about what happened. Everyone knows what happened with some fires and the news said, if only it would have snowed one day earlier because the snow put out the fire and it put out the fire a day too late. And I felt like it was the biggest FU from the parasites that I've had thrown at me for quite a while. So anyway, we're, you know, it was just an interesting story because it was similar to trying to gift the Georgia Guidestones when everything I shipped to somebody in that area for some random reason, went directly from Sedona to Anchorage, Alaska, instead of Georgia. So it's like, I don't know what I'm getting at, other than to just say there's a lot of weird forces going on right now, and a lot of agenda, and, uh, you know, anyone who doesn't know yet about the AI, because the whole system of the USPS is artificial intelligence, they even admitted that when we finally tracked down some of this stuff. So it's like, I don't know, I guess I just wear it with a badge of honor, like all this effort we were trying to do because the because the snow the rain all that stuff was moving in from like arizona and new mexico uh and obviously it hit you guys in idaho it hit uh my friend in my friends in salt lake have mentioned just ridiculous amounts of snow and it just finally creeped in to colorado and it's almost like it's like there's just been this barrier so if you live in colorado and you're not busting towers i would say like um you know we could definitely use your help uh, and I don't, I can't afford to just start handing out power wands to everybody, but if there's people who want to participate, uh, and do the homework, like I've been assigning to the three of you, then, um, I've been doing it, even if it takes me till like the middle of the night, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I got it's the last yeah. thing I do before I go to sleep. I've been doing. I got homework. your message. Same yeah. here. You know, yeah. So, um, I and I appreciate that very much. I think it shows in in the amount of precipitation that's hitting. So, um, yeah, it's it, other people if they want to participate. Uh, I, I'll have a conversation with them if you want to contact me. Um, and and if it seems if it feels right to me and you're willing to participate then I'll, I'll try and hook you up with one. Cause I, like I said, I want to build a little army. I think we can, with, I don't know what's going on with the 5g stuff. I heard that you told me the other day that the FAA, that whole thing, canceling the unleashing or whatever makes me wonder if they just needed to pick a new occult day or something. Cause I think January 5th, wasn't that the 666th day since That's COVID today. started? There's a lot Is of today, today the fifth? Today. Today's the sixth. Oh, okay. It's the well, so today, day, one six, okay. 16. It's the a year since the super scary crapital insurrection fake thing. <laughs> yeah, indictments are coming, you guys. Um, so uh, yeah, also, you know, that election important. fraud. They're going to solve that, and then the country will be fixed. And just trust the plan. And yeah, don't, don't oh, I'm, worry. I'm down here in Arizona. I am just swimming in in all of this uh, election. What is it? What's the word where they fix it? Yeah, no, nothing's yeah. happening here. Uh, theater. theater yes. <laughs> yes. I believe that's the accurate word. Yeah. Well, I don't even live far from it and I didn't even know about it till six months ago. I'm like, what? you guys are still voting. What's going on here? So, um, anyway, that's, that's my two cents. Just lots right of weather, lots of weather stuff and, and whatever, but we'll talk more too about those, the power wands and whatnot. So if anyone's watching this and is like, what the hell are you talking about? Basically a power wand is you can use different frequencies into it. You can blast different frequencies into it. Exactly. And, um, it's like an antenna and it will enhance your own energy as you enhance its energy. And, you know, I mean, legs, you tell me like you did it the first day, that message you sent me, what, what was that like? Man, that was insane. So the first day I did it, um, I did it as a meditation. You know, I cleared my space um, of all negativity, brought in the good, did some firework, some fire breathing, and then I hit the play button on the environment clearing MP3 you sent me. And I did it for, I think, about 45 minutes just to go, just breathing. And I, I kept saying, um, real clouds, real skies, you know, no artificial cloud. I don't, I don't know what I was saying. I was saying some kind of mantra at the time um, that just came to me, but the sky above our house, like totally just cleared up and they were like hitting us with chemtrails all day. And so once I started doing that, broke up the chemtrails above our house, um, <laughs> welcome pup. And then, I noticed like this dark cloud just start to form and move in. Like it was just going to pour dump rain on us. And at the same time I was doing this, my spirit animal showed up. So I was just like, okay, I'm doing something right. You know, it was just amazing. And the energy I felt doing it too. Um, it was so real, but yeah, the clouds cleared, the fake clouds, whatever was going on above our house completely cleared real clouds started to form and moved in and then i did it a couple days ago and that's when we got that crazy amount of snow we got hit hard <laughs> like oh, it was yeah. crazy wind um it just dumped dumped ass all over us <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy when you when you 
I mean, you don't think that it, you would look at it, it's like a copper pipe, right? You would think, how powerful could this be? Put your hand in front of it. Yeah. Put your hand in yeah. front of it. You I haven't tried that, but I've been using it like an eraser and erasing chemtrail clouds out of the sky. <laughs> no, you, you put your hand in yeah. front of it. You feel something. You feel the vibration coming, coming out, out for of sure. It. Yeah. It's, it's very apparent that something is happening because right after she did her work with it, just things change right away. And it's, 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 it's fucking nuts, Mitch. I don't know what I, I don't describe you guys. It. I, I'd been doing this for about two years and just just documenting what I can about my my own experience with it and at first it was building up rain clouds or if it was sprinkling you could make you could make it just downpour by by doing these rotations and I could never talk about it because you know it's already hard enough getting people just to make some tower busters or to go out and actually bust the towers because it works in tandem i mean you still have to go bust the actual towers otherwise they're just going to keep feeding the frequency fence and so it's like it, this is like the next level of that. And I had said for the last two years, I'm, and once I, I found out about this and was di diving into it, I told my partner, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to build my own little group and we're going to have, we're going to be all over the country and we're going to do these things. We're going to synchronize it. We're going to, you know, document everything because I, you know, there's a lot of people make power wands. They're not anything that's, um, it's not a new concept. I don't know if Don Croft was the first one to ever make one, but um, there are people who sell them. However, it would I've I've never heard anybody before uh, stumbling upon. Uh, I've said Trevor James Constable. I've dropped his name a dozen times. Um, but the concept of ether damming, and then using I, it was a conversation I had with somebody who was using a power wand on. I'm. I'm probably not supposed to say this, but on an airplane was using a power wand and noticed a reduction in the flight time by an hour and a half that vanished. And it was this really weird. And now I know it was just like, the fuck are you talking about? So it, it just started opening up all these questions of, you know, because I have this, I have a theory. I mean, people have heard about the jet fuel hoax and whatever and i think planes vibrate a certain way i think maybe they they lift with thrust and wind and whatever wind resistance but i think once they're airborne i think there's a reason an engine can go out and a plane can still fly without constantly just flying in a circle from one engine uh i think they fly more like bumblebees that's my personal view and i'm sticking to it but uh when frequencies involved and you're using a multi-dimensional energetic tool God knows what's going to happen. So anyway, yeah, it's like these things you're talking about, Chance, you talked about, you're like, I feel like I'm just like erasing the sky, you know, or erasing the, the shit from the sky. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot like that. And there's times I've done this where they hit back very, very hard. And I never yeah, had any. The, Chemtrail planes sh like show up in response. Yeah, yeah they do. You're, you're messing up their progress. They're going to try to mess up yours. It's an, I mean, it's, it's an energy battle. Um, but I know, and I, I knew this before I started handing these out that, you know, as more and more people can do this and like, you know, I'll, I'll give everybody the cheat sheets and the tools and my suggestions based on what I've done the last couple of years. Um, and there'll be more conversations I know that we'll all have specifically about it. I want to get a mass, uh, not a mass meditation, but a mass, you know, you know what I mean? A group doing it simultaneously uh, based on certain weather patterns and things like that. Because yeah, you can just annihilate these stalled energy fields, break through whatever. If, you know, I, I have this theory that 
when they want to conjure up tornadoes in Tornado Alley, everyone can sort of just, you know, point like a point and shoot camera and voila, everything's unclogged. And no, there aren't, there will be no tornadoes today for whatever reason, this energy that they try to stop we keep that flowing. We just keep it constantly flowing, building up those clouds, building the moisture, healing the desert, in my case, your case too, guys. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's, it's just, it's the craziest thing and it's just something you have to do. And I'm glad you've all had a positive experience so far because yeah, anything I was telling you on the phone, I'm like, I, you have to see it to, to believe it, so yeah, I'm a huge believer. But yeah, they hit hard that day after um, I first did it. Um, they really hit hard with the cam the chemtrails. And I was just like, oh, I got so mad. I'm like, where's that damn one? I got to do it. <laughs> I got to hit him back. You know, <laughs> it's just that like the biggest problem battle. for me is like once I had it, I'm like, is it now my responsibility to fight this every day? Right. <laughs> like I said, if anybody's watching you, I mean, I'm not expecting people to do a term paper, but there will be a little bit of homework. I mean, that's the idea. And um, it's no, I wouldn't expect anybody I wouldn't expect you or anybody to be doing it every day. I mean, like, let's be realistic. But I think as more people are there to do it, you know, at uh, Legs, I noticed that when you were doing it the first day, um, I, I didn't have time to do it that day. And we that was when we got our first torrential downpour uh, for that week. And I was just kind of like, it was interesting that you were doing it along with my friend in, uh, he's in uh, Orange County, and another friend in Coeur And I thought, it it extends that far. I've gone to Coeur and done it. And I know that it had an impact on rain all the way down here in Arizona. And so um, it's, you know, again, it's multidimensional energy. We're all on ley lines and grid points and portals and God knows what else. And plus we're all, we're all tapped into to something that's collective. So yeah, I just, Hopefully, my goal is there will be like 50 people in every state, and then the U.S. won't have to worry about uh, any form of, of you know, rain suppression or diverting it to where it doesn't need to go and turning it off and putting it back to where it's supposed to be. That's my intention. So crazy, crazy stuff. It's magic. I love it. Yeah. This has works. been this has been great conversation. We've, we've almost gone two hours, and I know Chance are getting – you're getting hungry. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, two hours was what I was uh, allotting to this, so I'll probably sure. be happy to bounce soon. But I had a question. Uh, would you guys mind sending me this to mirror on my feeds? Do you care? Of course. Because we had a lot of fun. We got deep. I'd yeah. love to share with more people. Yeah, we'll send it to you. Mitch, would you like a copy too? We can totally... Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Chance, by the way, Chance, thank you for, you know, this is actually the first time I, um, anytime I've ever been on something, you know, you're interviewing me when it's the two of us. And so um, this is the first time ever really having to, whether we agree or disagree on something, it's just, it was a good conversation to, um, to know that, oh, you know, here's somebody who's going to say things that I may not agree with. And just the opportunity to understand exactly where you're coming from and kind of and bridge that with fuck you too. Uh, yeah, I mean, has so many there. I mean, I know people that are. It's an art form that they. You know, I watch people. Uh, I, mean, I don't think we were even arguing, but they people who argue oh, you, but in agreement. And ours, it's just this is a this is a nice. Exploring. Um, it was really good. Yeah, I, I feel the same way, man. That it was nice to have a more 
uh, open conversation about whatever instead of being like on topic, on target, on yeah. a certain uh, objective. Yeah. It was less, it was less you saying, Mitch, how's your day? And then I tell you, and you're like, that's awesome, man. It was more like, oh, I'm going to, if I'm going to say something, I got to, def I, I should defend it a little bit if I have to, you know, justify why I think what I think, not just saying random thoughts. So that's yeah, a thing I think we should all, help all of us be able to tell yeah. what it is we really think more. Yeah, exactly. So thank you. Yeah, right back thank at you. Guys. Thank you. I, I hope you have the best dinner of your life tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I'm using my new cast iron skillet. Oh, hey, I'm like so nice. hooked on cast iron now that I got one. It's the best. Cast iron's the shit. I love the cast shit. Or like Dutch ovens. Ooh. I don't have one of those yet. Those are the best, especially yeah. for making bread. Okay. Absolutely. I was just going to say that the bread and the cast iron pizza pan. If you want to just heat that thing up as hot as you can get, and you'll get uh, like an actual, what's the type of pizza? Nepalese, ne ne whatever. Is this, this Nepalese? Where, where like bubbles at the top. I mean, whatever. Standard pizza, whatever. Good oh, pizza. Napoleon where, pizza. Where the crust bubbles like it's supposed to. It's because you, you can't throw it in a hot oven, but you can put it on a hot pan and it will start the process of bubbling up the crust the way it's supposed to. So I'm going to throw this great. thing on the skillet. <laughs> don't throw gimli on the skillet let me pick up my roast real quick before please we i'd like to see her yeah. she yeah, almost fattened up enough <laughs> hey shout out to alicia for tipping these two yeah. people more alicia, tips would be so great much. they deserve it these are really great folks thank you so much for the tip really Look, much our dogs would be such good pals i think so they would be really good friends she got woken up out of her sleep, she so was she's all. She's all <laughs> he was, this guy, I pulled him out of the the hall closet. He was burrowed underneath the blankets in the hall closet, hiding Thank from you. the cold. Well, and then, and then down at the bottom of the screen is Heartless Mitch without his dog. Right? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any pets, but uh, that's you know the, that would be an someday. beautiful life. I would love to have no pets. <laughs> no, no kidding. The freedom. Um, the freedom it is a imagine. big responsibility and mitch with the work you do it would be hard to take care of a little soul and yeah. try and get I'm out the, i'm the uncle that when they then come over to hang out or get babysat then they don't want to go home and then the moms ask why why do they like you more than me and I'm, i don't know maybe it's the organite so <laughs> you're cool I'm just, I'm just sitting i'm just sitting here you will not or you will love me more than your mother yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god that's hilarious anyway all right guys well this has been amazing uh much appreciated to both of you for jumping on um yeah, any, any last words before we take off can i come um, if any soon? yeah i was yes chance you can <laughs> can I answer that? Can I answer that for him? <laughs> um, if, I was just going to say too, if anybody, uh, I'm not trying to plug, but if anybody cares, I'm going to be on uh, higher side chats with Greg Carlwood next week. Whoa, um, what? Right I, and if you're watching, I don't know. He's, I know he's not watching. I know the guy's not watching, but um, Mike from Alpha Vedic, if you're watching this, thank you so much for saying my name on that. He was on an episode last week, and I'm just listening for shits and giggles, and I'm just like, oh shit, they're talking about me. And then he, uh, Greg, sent me an email, so I was just like, right on. So shout out um, Mike Winter. But really, awesome. who I would, 
really Love who I dude. would think I would he think came Chance on Vibrant last that. night too. He called in. Oh, I I didn't have a chance to watch, but I'll go. We'll watch that tonight. So, yeah. But Chance, really, is thank you because um yeah, this all pretty much started. I think all of these this chain reaction started with you back this last year. So well, we can bump it one further back and say thanks, Carol, for putting me and you in touch. Right on. But I love that. You know, when I started Interverse, it was my deep, sincere wish that I would have a platform where I could have somebody on and it could change their life in a positive way in terms of their exposure, like giving them exposure. So the fact that that has happened with such a fine specimen as you that is totally <laughs> unique in the work you're doing in the world. I love watching that because it's totally influencing the whole community of people interested in solutions that not just conspiracy conspiratainment but solutions oriented you know we're <laughs> we're witnessing it all the time that this organite technology has got huge power and potential well i appreciate awesome. I, I appreciate that thank thank you chance and and to both of you and also people have been telling me for the last month legs buffalo that they were just like oh my god those two are so likable and yes, they like, are mr mr buffalo guy smiley they're like man they just look like so happy and they're just so lively so i just i've had a lot of really positive feedback about all of all of the things you guys have all done for me um but th in the last month there's been a number yeah so there's a lot of people that like you i know you know that already but i'm just putting that out there so oh boy thank you and yeah. get ready yeah, with higher side here. chats. That's going to be massive, dude. Heck yeah, that is. I'm so excited. That is awesome, Mitch. Well deserved. Well, you're. That's, all right, I, I got homework to do. I now you got me all worried. All right. <laughs> so just, he's um, got a he's got a big audience. No, I know, he's a great. No, host. I, I, no, I know. We've yeah. I'm yeah. I'm really I'm humbled and looking forward to it. So well, I'm, yeah, it's whatever. New year, crazy time. Homework fun too. Times. So he's probably going to watch Interverse. It's a one oh, I bet separation he from Greg Carwood. <laughs> I bet he, I bet he did already. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, thank you very much again, and uh, yeah, everyone, take care. All right. Sure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Everyone, thanks for joining us today, and uh, peace. Peace. Arigato. Thank you for listening to the False Reality Check podcast. There's many ways to support us, but please subscribe to us on Rockfin. Yes, Rockfin is only $9.99 per month or $99 a year. And you get our premium content, our live streams, and other great content from the free thinking community, MMA, um, comedy, so much good stuff on there. And you can uh, throw us a couple of dollars for tip if you'd like. Yes, please. We would love that. You can also find us and all of our content on falserealitycheck.com. You can find our podcasts at anywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or again, go to our website, falserealitycheck.com for our RSS feed. Yes, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at FRC Pod. And we're at Gab and Float at False Reality Check. But don't feel like you got to reach out to us there. You can also reach out to us through email at frcpodcast at protonmail.com. We tried our best to answer and read all of our emails from fans. And we love you guys for reaching out to us. Yes. Thank you, listeners. And keep listening. Definitely. Check us all also out. You can reach out to us on Telegram. We're also on Telegram at uh, False Reality Check. Yes. I think that's it. All righty. Until next time. Peace.